You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about learning from our failures. This week, we read, What Exactly Do We Learn from Failure? Published in Psychology Today, 2023. Um, Heather, I feel like we can come up with a lot of examples in counseling of some opportunities to learn from our failures. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the article, it says that learning from your failures, it, it helps you by pointing out what we need to learn. So can you think of any examples of either being a supervisor or a counselor where you made a, let's not say a failure, but you you made a mistake or or something didn't happen the way you hoped it would. And it definitely pointed out to you, aha, that's, that's what I could be learning right now. I'm sure I have several, but the first one that pops to my mind is when I was very newly seeing clients, like Mm -hmm. very new. And I was in a room and I even was aware ahead of time that the clock in this room was hard to see. Uh And so I was like, okay, well, it's hard to see. All right. So went in with this family. It was one of the first times I did like a family session. So balancing lots of things in a room Uh is tricky. A lot going on. A lot going on. And I remember being really in depth with this family and them talking and me kind of like trying to glance at the clock and not being able to see it, but kind of just trying to pace myself and how much deeper we're going to go mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all these things. And I thought that I'd only been talking to them for 20 minutes. Like I thought I was getting so much information mm-hmm. and I'm not even able to track all of it. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff. And then when we wrapped up and finished, I had been in session for an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, my goodness. And no one... Did you feel it? Did it feel that long? No, I was so caught up in all the details that it wasn't. But at the end, I remember thinking, oh, I'm antsy. Like, my body is antsy. Like, I need to get up and move or whatever. But my... I was working at a clinic and this was my last appointment of the day and I was still brand new and my boss needed to wait on me to come out mm-hmm. and he did not come and get me or tell me anything like, yeah, like, knock, knock, it's time to go. Are you guys still in there? Right. So when I got done and he asked me something about like a brief summary or something about like, can you be brief? Like he was trying to make a joke yeah. and I had zero still awareness, no clue. no clue. And then I turned to like grab my work bag and like a few things and caught on our desk where the workroom was for the counselors there was like a digital clock Mm -hmm. and i was like shocked i was like it's almost 10 o'clock how did that happen yeah he was like well you started at 7 30 yeah and you were inside (laughs) i that's i worked backwards and i was already gonna say did you start at like 7 30 or 8 o'clock did you learn from that yes i mean i do still see in fact last night i saw 7 30 client but they are far and square yeah yeah Okay, don't make the uh, <laughs> um i think so many weird or bad situations funny sometimes right? sometimes funny um one time um one of the hospitals that i was working at i led this tells you um i was young and new because i regularly worked every single saturday oh wow okay yeah. yes you were very um, new <laughs> and one of the things on the schedule for saturday was a multi-family 
group. Okay. So a, a unit full of kids. Right. And um, the people that could come to this group were all of the kids and all of their family members that showed up. Yep. Um, and so the first thing that I learned from this group was uh, that there is certainly a limit to how many group members you can have. How so, many people can be in the room? Okay. There, I mean... Maybe you could. I could twist this and say that this is an, a, a compliment that mm-hmm. the gr- week to week the group just kept growing. Right? They're like, so, "Oh, this is great information." Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, so um, people. We went from you know, I don't know, something that felt doable, fifteen right. ish, mm-hmm. um, to I got to a point one weekend where I counted fifty. Oops. <laughs> And um, this is more of a lecture. Yeah, I could already tell that this was a pretty and so I didn't do I mean, being a play therapist. And from the beginning, I was doing things that were interactive and um, but I did have to adjust. I kept adjusting. Okay, well, you know, if you can you could do that activity with four people, but you can't do it with that. So I kept adjusting the activities. But when we got to about 50, I went to my boss and went. I, this isn't working. We can't do this anymore. And she said, okay, well, don't worry. I'll fix it for next weekend. Okay. What number, <laughs> number one lesson. I should have been more specific about what I wanted. Right. Because what the way that she fixed it for the next weekend, she reserved the auditorium for oh, me. Oh, that was so nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I had plenty of room, right? <laughs> still trying to wrangle 50 people. Right. Um, one weekend, the activity that I had planned for everyone was that we would do a psychodrama activity, okay? family sculptures. Okay. And I explained the activity and we got going and mistake that I learned from, I said, who would like to go first? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> A, a therapist needs to manage the situation right. a little bit more than that. that right. So broad mm-hmm. and so many people. So, of course, the first person to volunteer was not right. who I would have chosen. Correct. Um, but they go. They start. And um, it's a young kid. And I asked him, okay, like, so pick someone in the group that we can per- we can use within your human mm-hmm. sculpture. And this is going to represent dad. And mm-hmm. this is going to represent mom. And this is gonna- mm-hmm. so he k- picks a couple of people. And because he was young, I was guiding it. And I said, okay, so th- this is the person you picked for mom. Can you tell her, direct her, you're the director, mm-hmm. um, where you would like her to stand how you would like her to stand. What is she doing? So he does that. And then we move on to dad. Okay. This is the person you picked for dad. (laughs) What would you like this person to do? How would you like him to stand? And he says, um, pretend you're laying on the couch, doing nothing, waiting for your check to come in the mail. Wow. And I went, oh, and the whole group, I mean, I I did it in my head, but the whole, the rest of the group, 50 people went, oh, and I thought, oh, yep. Mistake number two, at least, right. How do we redirect from that, Mm -hmm. manage that, make it therapeutic, make it not embarrassing for this kid's actual dad who's in the group, you know? Um, So I learned from all of those mistakes. Mm -hmm. Later, I could appreciate that it was kind of funny that that happened, but, ooh, right there in front of everybody. Yeah. Uh, 
I can think of one that had to do with going to a school to help with an IEP for mm-hmm. a kiddo. Mm-hmm. IEP. Oh, individualized education plan. Mm-hmm. And in California, when you went to these, number one, you had to be invited oh. and you had to be um, kind of vetted. Oh. This makes sense. Like yeah. I get a phone call from the school psychiatrist, oh, not really school, um, from the school psychiatrist psychologist uh-huh. so they want to really, know you're legit yeah okay. and so yes yes okay yes okay i'm coming in so i went in for this meeting and my first mistake was thinking that anyone in the room cared about what i was there because <laughs> <laughs> they had this whole conversation about all the things they wanted to implement with the kid and clearly this was already pre-decided before we got there right yeah. it was just more of a checklist like check 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 right so and, you thought it was a working meeting right and really it's a formality right it's just formality yeah. and again why am i here if it's formality mm-hmm we get to the end of it and they asked, somebody asked, um, Heather, do you think this makes like sense to transfer to like home? Can they do these things at home? And I went, no. And they're like, which part? And I was like, all of it. So I sat there. <laughs> and, and someone else in that group, like me, was thinking, oh, uh, yeah. Lesson no, learned. Right. Don't ask that question. Right. I mean, yeah, they thought lesson learned. Don't ask the question. But yeah. I learned from that, like. I needed to be, and I still feel this way with school situations when I'm coordinating with teachers or mm-hmm. anybody, I needed to be much more directive in the mm-hmm. moment when they mm-hmm. said, we want to try this to eliminate his outburst to go, that's a not great idea. Like that right. will not work because of this. Yeah. But, um, and just take a little bit more. Or to think, maybe I would be thinking sometimes, maybe not every single time, but sometimes in those meetings, so much of the work is done ahead of time. Right. That if you want some input. Yeah. You can't, upset you, gotta, you know, maybe say like, Hey, if there's something, if there's already an outline, can I get that? Right. Or all those things. Yeah. But yeah, just learning that very beginning of coordination between school and yeah. your job. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have this happening this week as a supervisor um, that, and a mistake I've, maybe I saw it coming. And so that's why it's happening differently this week. Um, how many times I have assumed that a supervisee, knows what I mean, knows what I expect. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Knows mm-hmm. what I, you know, I'm thinking or anticipate. And then they really didn't. Right. Um, so this week I have someone who's getting really close to finishing their hours. Okay. Um, but we had some details to work out. And I said, hey, I emailed you. Um, would you, you know, like, what's your response? And my, the question I was asking was multi- more than one piece and there were you know it was like make a decision between this or this and tell me what you think and their their response back to me asking hey did you get my email was yeah okay (laughs) and i went no No, that wasn't it (laughs) that's not an answer to a complicated multi-level question right uh so going back and confirming or you know Mm -hmm. that i think i'm trying to think of I mean, that is, it's happening this week. I don't know if it's ever happened where we maybe narrowly missed a snafu or mm-hmm. it came, you know, we, we didn't. And yeah. like, mm, no, that's not. That could have been better. Yeah. Um, but I think that happens as a supervisor a lot. Um, I had an interesting one, a supervisee that I only saw for a very short amount of time mm-hmm. and um, didn't notify the board right away that I was no longer supervising her. Uh-huh. And it caught up to me like a year later when I checked some things that, you know, you can see who's under. And I was like, <gasps> why is her name still yeah. there? Oh, my gosh. Like, this a is long time a, Yeah. And so yeah. I had to write a letter and like, 
beg for forgiveness. Yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah. Oh, I have, um, as a supervisor, not in a clinical way, but as a manager, um, I, at the time I managed a program so that I managed a lot of people and a people in a lot of different roles Mm -hmm. or within different professions. And we had a new hire and I had within a week, but I'd already checked with a couple of current staff and said, Hey, how do you think it's going? Or, you know, I asked you to help this, the new person with these things. Mm -hmm. Did that happen? How did it go? And I was getting some feedback and none, not all of it was stellar, but I was asking for that feedback. Um, The end of the first week, someone finally calls me and says, Hey, the new person is on the couch. They took their shoes off. They took a blanket from one of the clients and they're now sleeping. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Um, okay. And, then, and and the person that told me said, yeah, they did that yesterday. Um, they're like, what? Right. Okay. Put them on the phone. Right. Um, and so I took care of it. But after, I mean, t- by taking care of it, I told that person that they needed to leave the building and not come back. Right. They were done. Um, but afterwards, I got the, the current staff back on the phone and went, hey, did the... Was did you know this was happening, or mm-hmm. or I mean, maybe you weren't there, didn't witness right. it, or you weren't a part of it? Oh no, no, I, yeah, I saw that and these other things. You have to tell me, right? Like, I'm not there to see it. I have to be right. told, right? Yeah, and so maybe I didn't say that, but if there's anything that's coming up, don't assume that somebody else it's let me tell know. Me. Right? You can tell me, and also once I knew, what did I do? Oh well, you told them to leave. That so I would help Mm -hmm. you and solve Mm -hmm. the problem but until you've told me i don't know and i can't help you solve the problem exactly so in that case it was you don't know what you don't know right sometimes right um the next point in our article is that sometimes it tells us what we need to learn instead of the thing we thought we needed to learn right has that ever happened to you i think that well we can reflect back on almost all the ones we said was Mm -hmm. like we didn't know we needed to learn it but we learned it Mm -hmm. but then going into the next situation that could follow up behind it so from my IEP situation, I was like, okay, next IEP, man, I'm assertive. Yeah. I'm going in already. Uh, no. <laughs> what I needed to learn was exactly what you said. Instead was, hey, can I get those notes ahead of time? Yeah. What is, what is their prior IEP look like? Yeah. Oh, you know, that's a good the, question. You know, yeah. Things like that to just like, there's always another layer. So maybe it, are you, I mean, I think we're both describing it teaches you maybe the questions you ask instead of the questions you thought you needed to ask. Yes, absolutely. Or I know I've had times where I think I'm going to work. I'm working so hard to learn this thing and Mm -hmm. I read about it or practice it or whatever. And while that might be helpful, it's not exactly the thing. Yeah. 
that it's I not really, really needed. needed. Like, oh, how many times have you had a supervisee that thinks they're going to go to all the trainings right. and they're going to the- read all the books mm-hmm. and they're going to know all Everything. these things right. and that's going to make them feel super competent and confident mm-hmm. and it doesn't. No, it makes them more anxious and more worried that they're doing something mm-hmm. wrong and they didn't fit whatever paradigm they mm-hmm. needed to fit into. Mm-hmm. I feel like recently in supervision, I've said a handful of times recently, the thing that you need right now is to be in front of clients. Yes. So yes. all those things are right. good. They, they're right, not, right, certainly right. not going to take away from you being, a. I mean, like reading another book. That's right. not going to be a negative. But the thing that you are really going to benefit the most from is... Sitting in the room. This being other, there. Yeah. yeah. I have one that's um, clinic-wide. I was over a couple of groups, kind of a curriculum coordinator for some of it. Mm-hmm. And one of the assessments we did with our adolescents was... You know, have you ever used alcohol to cope? Have you ever used, like, it was all like, you know, oh, I very, love like, that, example. that kind of thing. Yes. But very quickly after you get those results back, of course they all check no. Like, nope, yes. nope, nope, and nope. Yes, yes. So right. we went through a whole process where we actually changed what that intake questionnaire type thing looked like was, when's the last time you drank? When when have you smoked marijuana? When have you, you know, because it gave yes. much more like, we already know you're doing it. Just tell yeah. us the truth. Yeah. And I think we got a lot more honest responses back yes. because we actually asked the question in the way that it yes. needed to be asked. I love that example. And and there's a thousand different ways that to apply that exact idea in either counseling or supervision right. that figuring out how to ask the question or how to present the idea in a way that really meets whoever it is right. that you're talking to. Um, like asking kids about visual or auditory hallucinations oh yes. the way to ask that question yes so important and the and the way to communicate it to other professionals right because if you ask the question hi kid <laughs> do you hear or see things that other people don't hear or see yep yep all the time and if that's the end of it right. that's the way you ask the question <laughs> right. and, and you is- take the answer for for right. face value i mean that includes every imaginary friend right Every ghost, right? Every every little song they sang in their head that right. no one else can hear. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but if you ask the question in a slightly different way, you get a totally different kind of answer. Right. And if there are follow up questions that are age appropriate right. and make sense, and if you turn around and communicate to another professional, I asked, "Do this. you hear or see things that other people don't hear or see?" And they said, "Yep." Right then what you've communicated to this other professional is that they have auditory and visual hallucinations when that could be very, very far from what this kid is actually describing. Um, So yes, completely. How you learn what you need to know instead of what you thought you needed to know. Um, And so Heather, I think we're already taking ourselves to the next point in the article. So what do we need to do about it? Right. What do, what how do we adjust or what are our next steps? And I think that is the most valuable part. Right. And I think part of it is a mindset, right? I know a lot of people that work in mental health already view the mindset as like we need to be constant learners. Like having that mm. as like I'm always learning and always willing to grow from whatever yeah. experience. But then also when you do have this faux pas and go, "Oi, uh uh," making sure that you share that with others. Like, "Hey, I did this thing." <laughs> like, "Don't do what I did." Yes. You know, that kind of information. Yes. Isn't that the value of supervision <laughs> right. that we're I mean, we're learning 
learn from each other. Right. We yeah. hope that our supervisees feel comfortable enough to do that with us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but then also as a supervisor, being able to say like, it's okay. Like yeah. we all goof, right? You all have a bad day and you ask mm. a question you shouldn't have asked. In I, way know, you have I know asked. we've said this before. I can't, I don't know what other episodes, but the scariest supervisee to me is someone who thinks they don't need to do anything right. new or different. Right. They're just like, I've got it yep. and I'm awesome. <laughs> I finished my degree. I know everything I need to know. That feels that's, dangerous. That's scary. Yeah. Right. Um, and with my supervisee that's about to wrap up and finish, um, she and I were talking about her confidence as mm-hmm. a counselor recently. And she was describing that she doesn't always feel very confident in her work setting. And she described why. And I went, but... Does anybody you work with know everything? Right. Like, who are you working with? (laughs) Or that um, someone you work with instantly knows exactly a great group idea all the time, every second. No. I mean, they're still figuring out and learning. And if they think that they know, that's scary. That they know how to work with every single person all the time. Dangerous. Right. Um, So we all, not only... I said this earlier that I don't really like the word failure, right. but maybe mistake or something that um, we're all always continually, continually learning if we're not. Right. That's where we're in. We're in the danger zone right. at that point. I did um, read over someone's icebreaker recently when they were mm-hmm. asking if these are good icebreaker questions. And they said, name your favorite mistake. Ooh. And what? I thought the combo of favorite and mistake. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I love that. Um, like, can we end with that? Sure. What's your favorite mistake? Oh, gosh. Now I have to get deep and think. Oh, okay. I have one. Okay. Uncounseling related. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was teaching, I taught myself how to cook mostly in grad school and at a time when I lived far away from home. Okay. So it was either eat out, which I didn't have money for, or figure out how to cook right. some stuff. Um, and I was getting kind of creative. I saw this picture on the f- cover of a Martha Stewart magazine. Awesome. Mistake number one. <laughs> Those are complicated recipes. They, they really are. So the, it was fall. It was Wait. fall. Now it's fall time, but it was fall then. And it was an entire pumpkin okay. carved out, mm-hmm. just really beautiful table right. display. And they had cooked on the in the inside of the pumpkin. The, okay. the pumpkin was the cooking okay. container. Got it. This really beautiful stuffing that involved sausage and apples and pumpkin okay. and i mean i just could smell right. it off of right. the picture um and i tried to make this monstrosity i think it was in my oven for about 12 hours <laughs> it still never looked like the picture i don't know i'm confident now that i never cooked it enough to make it right right <laughs> And in anticipation, I had people waiting to eat this thing. Right. And I was like, guys, I'm just going to order a pizza. This does not, I don't think. And they're like, no, no, no. It smells so good. You've been working on it forever. We want to try it. I made three to four people sick. Yeah. Sorry that happened. I didn't eat any. Right. You knew better. (laughs) I knew better. (laughs) I don't think that's how that's supposed to be. (laughs) So that's my favorite. And I also put this pumpkin in my car and drove it across town to these people who were waiting. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I was like. Please do not hit the brakes too hard. I have a giant pumpkin mess in the car. That was my favorite. That is really good. I cannot go after that. That is so good. The only mistake that I could think of that right off the bat was like, oh, yeah, that was funny. But I continued on anyway, was on my wedding day, my dress started to tear a little bit as Mm -hmm. I was walking through a door and I knew it. I knew it had caught the door, but I just kept walking. 
Yeah. And it's one of my favorite mistakes because the story that comes after it was yeah. like, I had my grandmother and my mom and like several people, their family friends, like help feverishly trying to mend it. Yeah. When in the end of it all, I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, you cares? don't wear that again. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all fine. Right. Like, you're going to have to put it on a different day. Right. No, no I'm just going to get it all. Yeah. Right. It's going to be day. fine. <laughs> so, well, see, I like that one. But it's like it other like, people would think that's a horror. Like, it's like a bad thing, but it really was sweet. Yeah. Everybody got involved and pitched yeah. in, and that's the idea of that day anyway. Right. So that's all good. So mistakes don't have to be bad. Sometimes right. you have a favorite mistake. Right. Um, Heather and I would love to hear about some of the mistakes you've made and the lessons you learned from them. Uh, we, as always, would love to hear ideas that you have for future episodes. And um, thanks today for listening to Supervision with a Vision.